Hello. Hello! Welcome to Sit for a Spell, a podcast where we discuss the lore, the traditions, and modern practices of the occult. Learn alongside us as we explore the many ways the witches of today observe their craft. So grab your book of shadows, light your candles. It's time, time to, to sit, sit for a spell. spell. Hello! Hello! Hi! Hi! Welcome to Sit for a Spell podcast. I'm Jess. I'm James. And that was even better than last time. We (laughs) have to bring attention to it every time. (laughs) We like work it out ahead of time. We're like, okay, you say this and then I'll say this. And then we're like, wait, who? (laughs) What? Do you go first? Yeah. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thank you. Hi. We hope everyone is um, uh, doing their best. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. As best as it can be at the moment. So it's all that the universe can ask of you. Um, we are, it's summer officially here in Southern California. It is summer. Way summer. It is hotter than Oh my God, it's so hot. I just, and it's like in all relatively, relativity, wait, what? Anyways, I don't know how to speak today. I don't know what you're, um, talking, I don't know what you're trying to say. <laughs> I don't know. In comparison to the rest of, I don't know, the world, it's not that hot, but it's hot. It's still pretty hot. It's like over 100. It was like 104 here the other day. That's true. It's gross. Well, where my yeah. family lives, it was like 117. And it's just, that's just not okay. That's rude. How dare you? I think it's like unhealthy. Yeah. But I don't, I don't do? like it at all. What can you even do? Not Maybe much. Guess, but. Not live there. <laughs> well, they have a pool and hopefully they're keeping cool. Oh, yeah. They love it. The, Water sports yeah. and such. I mean, there are those people. Like, there are people who love the heat. Like, my sister is like that. She loves the heat like the dry heat and I'm like yeah. mm, no I'm like uh-uh. no I want it to be like person yeah I want it to be like 68 degrees like yeah. just a nice easy but I'm also like a sweater I sweat really easily mm. so maybe that's why maybe. I'm just like a naturally high temperature person I guess I just mm. I love the cold I can't wait I was telling my husband yesterday just randomly I yelled three more months and he was like, of heat. And I was like, no, of heat. <laughs> he was like, oh. Yeah, we're going to be quarantined for longer he than three Yeah, he thought I had like read an article or something. And I was like, probably, yeah. but no, that's not what I'm talking At least. About. Yeah, we in Southern California are not handling the pandemic well. <laughs> There's a... Well, Jamie and I no. are, but... <laughs> A lot of people aren't listening to directions. A lot of people aren't listening. Well, oh my God. So there's like this video going around of these two like dudes, like they're going to Huntington Beach, which is one of the most like popular beaches around here mm-hmm. in Southern California. You've seen it. Like if you've seen beaches on TV, you've seen Huntington Beach. Yeah. Um, and they were just walking around offering free masks and like not not being like preachy about it they were just like hey you're not wearing a mask do you need one and people were like getting mad yeah they were being mean calling names and 
like dropping f-bombs and it's just like orange county is it is its own it's its own beast own country i don't understand how it ended up in the middle of california but yeah really so around here i live more inland like jess and i live more inland maybe like an hour from the beach yeah and um everyone around here is wearing a mask it's actually very heartening to see because i would say 98 percent of the people i see are wearing masks it's really rare that i see someone not wearing a mask yeah and usually it's it's people that are like jogging or like on a bike or Mm -hmm. something like that i well like when i have to go into like a target or like the grocery store or something there will be people not wearing masks um but it's it's always the same two type of people it's always the very early 20s girl or the Mm. white middle-aged man Mm. it's like the two like weird demographics that are not taking it seriously pretty much yeah like it's yeah we're yeah. We're basically back to phase one. Our governor is over it. He's like, you guys can't handle this. So everything's shutting down again. So, yep. <laughs> I mean, you do what you got to do. do. Just wear a mask, do. guys. That's our our weekly plea to our listeners to please wear a mask. Yeah, we'll keep it short this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so what are we talking so, about? What are we getting into today? We are talking about um, the Skinwalker today. Oh, yes. Cryptid episode. Excellent. Cryptid episode. So we're going to talk about the Skinwalker. And then I'm going to very briefly touch on um, Skinwalker Ranch, Mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. is probably where most people know the name from. Yeah. Um, Skinwalker Ranch has a ton, ton, ton of history, tons of um sightings not just with the skinwalker but with like ufos and uh cow mutilations and like it's it's a lot to get into so i'm barely going to scratch the the surface here Mm -hmm. um i think last podcast on the left i think they do like a two or three part series and that shows you how much there is to talk about yeah um if you're really interested definitely go check those episodes out um and there's a ton i think there's even I think there's even a documentary on the History Channel that's coming out. Oh, there's a few. Or, there's like or is out. There's like yeah. a brand new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing like the commercials for it, and then there's some kind yeah. of like those like you know, kind of not cutesy, but like corny, I guess. <laughs> yeah. The right word. Yeah. You know those ones on like National Geographic or like. They're like the music, and they're like Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what channel. What's that channel that always does like the, like like the ID? I was gonna say the Ghost Whisperer, but it's not the Ghost Whisperer. (laughs) The like oh, Ghost Adventures and like Ancient Aliens and that's the History Channel. Okay, I think it's that one then. Probably, yeah. There's a ton, so definitely go out. And I'm sure there's like Reddit threads and websites. And oh, so sure. I'll just talk about it. I'll talk about that at the end. But if you, if you want to get into like the meat of Skinwalker Ranch, definitely go check that stuff out. I didn't have time to watch everything. So it's all good. I mean, yeah. 
Um, I got this information from our good friend, wikipedia.com, also legendsofamerica.com, allthatsinteresting.com, glowsby.com, and vice.com. Nice. Okay, so the Skinwalker. Um, The Skinwalker comes from the the Navajo people. The name Skinwalker in the Navajo language, um, I looked up how to pronounce this because I really didn't want to butcher it, and I probably still will anyway. But yi, it it translates yi nal deloshi, Mm -hmm. which means uh, by means of it, it goes on all fours, which is what it's translated to in the Navajo language. Yeah. The Navajo people are very, very reluctant to talk about the skinwalker, even amongst themselves, um, and they definitely do not like talking about it with outsiders. So um, we don't really understand a lot about the legend because just because they they don't like to talk about it. It's kind of like a taboo subject. So. Yeah take with it what you will the information I'm giving you because these are just things that people have kind of pieced together and um I can't say for sure if it came from someone in the Navajo uh, realm you know if it's true or not but this is just the stuff that I found so the some traditions talk about the not the skinwalker being born of uh, a medicine man who abused indigenous magic for evil Okay. So all all traditional healers, they have to learn both the good and the quote-unquote evil part of magic mm-hmm. just to to practice. Mm-hmm. And most of them can handle it, uh, handle that responsibility, but there are some of them who become corrupt and they choose to become what the Navajo call witches. So okay. in, the, in the Navajo tradition, if you are labeled a witch, it's a bad thing. It like goes against everything that they teach and learn and try to live by. So I will be using that word occasionally, but I'm using it in the context of this is how they describe sort of like the evil medicine men or women in their, um, in their tribes. Okay. So the medicine man or woman turns into a witch. They're given these mythical powers of evil and from tradition to tradition, they, the powers vary on what their um, their abilities become. But in all of these traditions, their ability to turn into or possess an animal are the same. So amongst all the different tribes, that remains the same. Okay. Most of this knowledge is passed down from elders to, through the generations, and which is, uh, I guess, typically how a lot of um, tribes uh pass you know they pass down their yeah. history and their knowledge mm-hmm. that way verbally yeah verbally yeah um some other traditions believe that it can be any man woman or child but in order for that person to become a skinwalker skinwalker mm-hmm. they need to commit some sort of like deep seated taboo okay. um and even though they may be male or female more often than not they are male and during the day, they walk amongst the tribe, amongst, you know, their fellow people. Mm-hmm. And they only, they only transform at night under the cover of darkness. Mm-hmm. The Navajo are uh, a larger cultural area that includes the Pueblo people, the Apache, the Hopi, and the, and the Ute. And the, these groups all have their different versions of the Skinwalker. 
Yeah. But like I said, they, all of them include that transforming into an animal type of situation. Skinwalkers, they're described as being mostly animalistic, like in their physicality, even Mm -hmm. when they're in human form. So that's how sometimes people can tell who's kind it's, you know, like think about, I know we talk about Harry Potter a lot. (laughs) Think about Voldemort. Like he, yeah. he doesn't look fully human anymore, right? He no, he looks very taken on. Exactly, he's taken on sort of those aspects. So mm-hmm. it is said that the Skinwalker kind of has the same sort of journey. Um, there are reportedly, they're reported to be almost impossible to kill. Um, and one of the only ways that is said that can be that can kill a Skinwalker is with a knife or a bullet dipped in white ash. Oh. Uh, when I looked it up, I didn't say where the ash came from. Mm-hmm. So white ash, I'm sure it's like some sort of secret that we are not privy to. Yeah. Um, these, the animals that are seen, um, that are associated with the skinwalker are the types of animals that are usually um, considered like tricksters, like coyotes, wolves, foxes. Mm-hmm. But then there are also dogs, bears, or cougars. Um, but Ooh. pretty much... It can pretty much be any shape, any animal that it wants. But more often than not, it's sort of like those trickster type of animals that are seen as like cunning and tricky. Yeah. 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 Um, The skinwalkers will wear the skins of the animals that they transform to, even when they are um, in human form, hence the name skinwalker. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Like they might have like a pelt or something exactly like, yeah okay. I, yeah um they also sometimes wear skulls like animal skulls or antlers on their head and that's said to like make them more like all the more powerful yeah. they can ch- pick and choose what animals they want to turn into depending on what they need at that time so like if they want to be faster or they might ch- change into a cougar if they want to be stronger they might use a bear they mm-hmm. want stealthy they might use like a coyote you know so they can um pick and choose and they can even change as they're trying to escape detection. Okay. Um, so because of this, the skinwalker like concept, you know, wearing the skins of the animals, mm-hmm. the Navajo consider it taboo for any members of its, of their tribe to wear the pelt of a predatory animal. Mm-hmm. They want, um, mostly sheepskin, leather, and buckskin are usually what is acceptable to wear um, in the Navajo tradition. Mm-hmm. Skinwalkers are also, um, it's said that they're able to take possession of living humans or even living animals. Mm-hmm. And the way that this happens is you will lock eyes with a skinwalker. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, they sort of take over your body and then they can kind of make you do or say anything they want you to oh. so like say you're out uh gathering firewood and you come across a skinwalker they lock eyes with you you're possessed they can take you back into the village and maybe you know scope it out you know like do some uh, some recon before yeah, they make their yeah. way into the village mm-hmm. yeah stuff like that or even an animal like i think for the most part people are gonna overlook a dog running through a village if that dog lives there you know so they yeah, can use or that like a that hawk or a crow or like something exactly yeah. yeah um so one way to tell 
if an animal that you are seeing is not a real animal, is to look into their eyes. It is said that the eyes are the only part of the body that remain very human. And when lights shine on them, they turn red instead of like most animals' eyes turn green or like yeah. a bluish, whitish color, that mm -hmm. they'll turn red instead of those colors. Okay. And then and then on the flip side, when they are in human form, their eyes tend to look more like animals or they take on more characteristics of the animals. Hmm. So they're never fully quite one or the other. Yeah. They're kind of always in this like middle ground. I like that. Interesting. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Um, so the skinwalker stories um, that the Navajo tell their children, they usually are a life and death situation with the skinwalker or the Navajo, one of them winning the battle and killing the other. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty rare that these stories end in like a stalemate, you know, like they both walk away. Yeah. But on the, anyone like on the non-native stories the skinwalkers usually end that way where someone comes upon a skinwalker like they have an encounter and um they end up getting away and so does the skinwalker it's just kind of like a brief encounter yeah okay but this is also something that navajo children will um do they will our navajos will do for their children they'll take uh, any sort of other non-native story and substitute skinwalkers in for like generic uh like killers like oh. the example given was like the hook man like you know he has a hook for a hand and he's coming yeah. after you kind of thing uh -huh. they'll use the, the skinwalker in place of those stories oh. which is it's kind of shows how they they've been colonized you know to learn yeah. our stories yeah but they use it they uh they fit it to their their traditions which is kind of cool yeah so how does one become a skinwalker? So we're going to talk a little bit about, again, this is not anything that I know for sure came directly from a Navajo elder or anything like that. This is just kind of what I was able to find. Mm -hmm. So this is rumored to be how one becomes a skinwalker. Yeah. So the medicine man or woman, they need to be initiated by a secret society that requires a very taboo uh, deed, like an evil deed. So usually it's the killing of a family member and oh. usually the family member is a sibling. Oh. Yeah. After that happens, the person gets their powers, which gives them the ability to shapeshift into different kinds of animals. So they have it, to like so, commit this kind of like heinous crime. Yeah, basically like, um, yeah, like something that you can't come back from. So I don't know if it says, is it considered like some kind of spiritual punishment or is it like? No, they, uh, as far as I can tell, this, this medicine man or woman, they want this to happen. Like they. So they would like they, voluntarily kill their sister. It's like, it's like a, this to happen. Yeah. It's like a price they have to pay. Oh, to to acquire these <laughs> yeah yeah it's like um here here i go again with the nerdy references but it's like you know kylo ren thought he had to kill han solo spoiler alert yeah to like fully go over to the dark side you know i think it's just like showing yeah, that you yeah, are fully yeah. you're fully committed to this this new you know whatever mm -hmm. um so 
Um, it's said that this like evil society of witches that they live in dark caves or they gather in dark caves or they um, kind of use the same area for these purposes. So they use it to initiate new members to kind of plot their, you know, evil deeds and also to perform dark ceremonies and to harm people from a distance with black magic. Oh. So it's kind of like a little like layer, like it's, you know, they would use this yeah. place for these things. Okay. And it would be it would be very hidden from the outside world. Yes, very common the use of yes, creepy crit caves. Exactly, yeah. And there it's said that these the ceremonies that they do are very similar to what um a tribe would use. You know, they would dance, they would have dan- dancing, they would have feasts, they have the rituals, um same sort of same types of ceremonies, but these these are corrupted with um with dark magic yeah. so they're basically using what they were taught but they're using it in a dark way okay and during these uh ceremonies or these gatherings they will either shape shift into their animal form or they will be naked or they will be naked and wearing sort of like paint or jewelry to kind of show that they belong in this society mm-hmm. they it's said that the leader of the skinwalkers um, is usually like a very old man, and he has been in ta- has been in power for a long time. He is said to be very powerful and to be a very old skinwalker himself. Um, something else that I read, and I don't again, I don't know how true it is, but it said that these witches are uh, that they commit more than just you know uh, murder. Mm-hmm. That they engage in necrophilia, that um, they are cannibals, that they are incestuous, and that they rob graves. Hmm. So they're kind of, they're not given good reputations at all. Yeah. Yeah. And who knows how far they go if they go, they do all this, you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So the powers of the skinwalker are said to be are like legendary they're said to run faster than a car to jump off of cliffs they're supposed to be impossible to catch um they're supposed to be uh, again not quite human not quite animal their tracks are said to be larger than those of the of any animal so they may have you know the the track of a bear but it's way bigger than an average size bear oh okay Ooh, yeah i don't <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah like, oh here's some bear tracks but they're like massive yeah it's like that's a big bear um the skinwalker like we said like i said earlier can um is said to be able to control creatures and animals and they tend to use owls and wolves to sort of scout things mm-hmm. and they're it's also said that they can reanimate corpses like hmm. like bring like zombies to attack their enemies, um, which I only saw that in one place. So again, you know, who yeah. knows? Um, but because of this, the Navajo don't really like to. They don't really go out at night alone, so they kind of stick together. Just because I wouldn't of these. either. Mm-mm, I wouldn't go out. I wouldn't go out <laughs> alone just because. <laughs> yeah. 
just because of a bear like who knows about a skinwalker but like a fox or something you know the things you know are out there for fox. sure fox gonna bite you. <laughs> they're all little no, a bear could about those mountain lions man oh yeah once you see one it's too no late. i'm not worried about black bears or brown bears they, they'll run away when they hear you it's the mountain lions they hunt you yeah. and they attack from behind like a cat yeah <laughs> my cats do that to me regularly Ooh, creepy. Horrible. And then yeah, I will say on top of that, if the mountain lion's actually a skinwalker or like doing that possession thing, you're done for. Who knows what they're gonna use you for? Yeah. Maybe they won't kill you. Maybe they'll use you in a ritual, which is worse. But yeah. Be good. So yeah, maybe they'll initiate you and be like, no, it's cool, I'm one of you. Like Just it's fine. Try. I won't I won't tell <laughs> anyone. <laughs> I just want to be a rabbit. <laughs> Please. <laughs> then you get eaten by a mountain lion anyway because you're a rabbit. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot it. Oh, okay. So, more powers that the skinwalkers are said to have uh, meet, reading minds, controlling others' minds, causing disease, destroying property, and even bringing death from afar. Ooh. It is said that the skinwalker will kill out of re uh, revenge, envy, spite, greed, anger, and it will rob graves to collect um, anything that it needs to use in its black, ma black magic. So mm -hmm. bones, uh, different types of jewelry, like if they're, you know, pelts, whatever. Yeah, they, which they'll get explain it. the grave robbing. Yes. Yeah, because especially if you're a skinwalker and you don't look human, you can't exactly go to like the local market and buy what you need. Yeah, you can get a lot of bones and jewelry right there. Yeah. It is also said that skinwalkers can live forever, that they, that some of them will live on the, quote, unexpired lives of their victims, and that they must continue to kill um, to gain that life, or they will die themselves. Oh. Yeah. So... One easy way that it is said that you can kill a skinwalker is by calling them by their true human name, which I've heard somewhere before. Might be in a movie. Um, I mean, it's very Rumpelstiltskin. Um, oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. And then also demon, like demon work, you need to know their, their real name. Yeah, yeah. That's probably like what I'm thinking of. call and stop them. So I think mm -hmm. it's like a call. To like take away their power. Yeah. 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 Um, and so there, it's also believed that the rake, which is sort of a creature that is encountered in the Northeast, all of this really takes place in the West, in the Navajo Nation, like Utah, Arizona, you know, like South, Southwest mm -hmm. type of um, part of the United States. Yeah. That there is a creature that is encountered in the Northeast part of the country called the rake and some believe that it is um related to the skinwalker oh okay maybe it's just yeah, like which, a different different tribes practice like yeah maybe like evolved or was shared or yeah that's like, definitely something um that i should have looked into more <laughs> but whatever <laughs> yeah so now i want to talk about something called the navajo witch purge the skinwalkers, you know, they're blamed for all kinds of things, um, tragedies, 
sickness, drought, unexpected struggles, poor crops, sudden deaths. Mm -hmm. Um, They're even blamed for windstorms during dances, um, death of livestock, and even um, like the lack of affection from your mate. Usually they could be like, well, maybe they're possessed by a skinwalker. Yeah, that's what I was going to suggest. Yeah. Um, There was a whole, there was like a whole kind of like the Salem witch trials, the events that happened there sort of happened in the Navajo Nation in the um, 1800s. So there was a series of wars between the U.S. Army and the Navajo Mm -hmm. um, in 1864, and the Navajo were were expelled from their land. They were forced to march to Fort Sumner in New Mexico, Mm -hmm. and that's called, that's known as the Long Walk of the Navajo. Yeah. So when they were there, there it was bad. There was the water was bad, the crops were bad, there was death and illness, and a lot of Navajo lost their lives. There was tons of death. During all this time, there it was said that a lot of tribe members turned to skinwalking or shapeshifting to escape the conditions. And in the meantime, the the tribe that stayed they were convinced that their gods had deserted them they were this like this is the end you know like we've been deserted mm-hmm. the people the people who have escaped are skinwalkers and we're we're basically gonna die here yeah so after after four years the u.s government was like hey sorry bro we made a mistake you guys can go back to your homeland like our bad you know yeah. so they went back to the four corners area Mm-hmm. Um, and they returned there, their conditions improved, but they still believed that those people who had turned to skinwalking or to shapeshifting were still among them. They still blamed them, um, for everything that went wrong and things that were still going wrong because things weren't perfect. They were just getting a little better. Yeah. So there was tons of accusations of witchcraft, tons of accusation of skinwalkers and basically a new witch hunt began. Mm. Um, someone found um, a collection of, uh, they called them witch artifacts, and it was wrapped in the co- in a copy of the Treaty of 1868. They found it, and the members lost their minds, and the Navajo witch purge occurred, in which 40 Navajo um, suspected witches, they were killed in order to try to restore some of the balance in their tribe try to like yeah yeah I didn't know that. So I thought that was I thought that was very interesting um so now I'm going to talk a little bit about encounters so most of these occurrences take place on Native American reservations yeah and it's said that if you encounter a skinwalker but you escape with your life that you've been blessed by a medicine man Okay. There are people who live in these reservations who say that they can kind of tell when a skinwalker is near, mm-hmm. that even even around your home, if you're hearing knocking on the windows or banging on the walls, scraping noises on the roof, some people even have said that they've seen the skinwalkers like peering through their windows. Yeah. And but more often than not, they uh, they kind of appear in front of cars like they will stop a car or appear next to a car because they're trying to they're trying to cause accidents 
So they oh. will, you know, run it as a, as a, maybe like a coyote or a fox or something, run in front of the car to try to get the car to go off the road. But, you know, that could just be a coyote, like being like a dumbass. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> so um, modern day encounters are more, are less like life and death and more trickstery they're trying you know they're trying to just trick people yeah more it's kind of more the modern interpretation of it so people tell stories of animals running alongside their cars even matching their speed when they're going you know 80 90 miles an hour Mm -hmm. they will they'll run run alongside the cars for a little while and they'll sort of like run off into the trees or into the wilderness and a lot of times they say these people or these animals will either turn into a man and while they're doing that they bang like they'll like they'll bang on the car as they're running away well that would um, be terrifying <laughs> right <laughs> isn't that so scary I'll just die from that wait okay wait till this little next story comes up okay you're gonna mm-hmm. hate this so there's a story of a man he was uh, a repairman working on a, an old ranch home mm-hmm. when he hears laughter coming from uh like the sheep pens that are nearby okay so he goes to check it out and all the sheep are huddled in one part of the pen Mm -hmm. but on the other side there's one uh like a ram separated from the rest of the group okay he looks to the ram the ram stands upright and just start and starts laughing in a human voice no that's horrible he the, the man locks eyes with the ram and he, and he says the the eyes were not the eyes of a ram but the eyes of a human yeah. then the animal just casually walked away on all four legs and he never saw him good yeah some people also talk about <laughs> they talk about seeing animals running through the night but they leave kind of like streaks of color behind them Oh, which is fancy. which I think would be kind of cool to see. Yeah. Other people talk about seeing humanoid figures on the cliffs or mountains, and but looking very angry, looking down at them very angrily from those mm. places. Yeah. In in the 1980s, there was a family who was driving through the Navajo reservation, and as they were turning to like turn a sharp corner, something jumped out like from a ditch onto the road they said it was black and hairy but it was wearing shirt a shirt and pants Mm. and that um they made their way home but a few days later they were they woke up in the middle of the night to the sound of drumming and chanting and that there was some there were three dark figures outside their home outside their fence and that the, the the men or whoever they were, weren't able to, like, get past the fence, so they eventually just left. I wonder why. And Yeah, I don't know why. Um, a lot of these sorts of events happen in that Four Corners area of the Southwest, which is Colorado, Utah, Arizona, and mm-hmm. New Mexico, kind of. I mean, that um, area is super ancient like yeah land um how much like how much blood was spilled on those lands some of it was kind of um abandoned and then moved one of the most popular groups that some of you might know is the anasazi um Mm -hmm. and there were kind of like the 
the um, cliff dwellers, those um, the tribal groups that would make the homes inside the cliffs that mm-hmm. you can kind of go see, which is really, it's just like crazy, you know, but it's yeah. ancient, ancient tribal land. Oh, yeah, they've been here. They were here thousands of years before us. Yeah. And um, we, you know, not we, but the colonizers came and just like slaughtered everyone and was like, okay, we live here now. Yeah, basically. Yeah. No, not so, That's literally what happened. Yeah, so I don't, I mean, I could totally see how these lands can have like deep, deep-seated, like, Vengeance, paranormal activity. Anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rightfully so. Yes. Okay, so now we're going to talk about Skinwalker Ranch for a little bit. Okay. So Skinwalker Ranch, which uh, is also called Sherman Ranch or UFO Ranch, um, kind of came into popularity in the 1990s, which was not that long ago. No. It has a history of UFOs, um, aliens. So Uf- the distinction being UFOs in the sky, unidentified flying objects. Yeah. And actual physical alien beings. Yeah. Being seen. I've heard a lot uh, about the, the lights. The yes. Light, the like bright lights mm-hmm. or the orby lights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's also a history of crop circles on, uh, did I say cattle mutilations already? But no. Cattle mutilations I as well. I love a good crop circle. Me too. I just watched Signs again the other day. Oh, I love that watch movie. that and love that movie. Love it. It's just like, it's so easy to watch and it's like funny and scary and creepy. And I mean, say what you will about Mel Gibson. Yeah, uh, he's not even—he's not even the best part of that movie. Um, it's just—it's such a good movie. It's such a good movie. From side, really so random. Just, <laughs> just hold on for let's let's second. Let's do it. <laughs> if <laughs> it's so dumb, but like I watched that movie a lot, right? Especially like when it yeah. first came out on like TV yeah. or whatever. Like I love that movie, and um, I can't drink water that's been sitting out for too long. Because of that movie? That movie. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's funny. Like, I'll drink but, some, and then if I forget about it, or if I leave it in a cup overnight on my nightstand, I can't do it. I look at Oh, uh, yeah. Like, hmm. <laughs> and I won't waste it. I'll put it in, like, a plant or my dog's water or something, but, like... Contaminated. <laughs> yeah, I say that all the <laughs> <laughs> My husband's like, drink the water. <laughs> like, no, no. I'm not going to. <laughs> You're it's an adult. So you can do dumb. It's not dumb. I get it. I get it. You know what? My son, my son is like that. He won't drink water. That's like, even I'll give him like, say, cause he has like one of those, like a water bottle. So, okay. This is another side quest here. So I bought myself one of those, um, like big gallon water bottles that has the times on it, you know, yeah. like, yeah, you know. yeah, 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 yeah. So he saw it and he was like, I want one. So I was like, a gallon is a lot for you. I feel like you shouldn't be drinking a gallon every day. So I bought him a half gallon one. Mm-hmm. And it has the times on it. But the problem is he will drink it. And then like halfway through the day, he's like, this water's old. <laughs> or he'll be like, can I have he'll, his favorite thing to say is, can I have fresh water? <laughs> it's, in a, it's in a sealed container. Like, what do you want? See, I can so. do that. I can drink like my hydro all day, which uh, to be honest, I did switch to like a hydro reusable partly because of that stupid phobia I have with the water yeah. because of signs. Yeah, that makes sense. Because it's closed, it's sealed. 
I think his, I think his thing is it's not cold anymore. Uh, like he just, wants like ice. He wants ice cold water. Call it a day. So yes, That's literally what I do. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll get you some fresh water. And I'll I just put some ice cubes in it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't know. I literally just put ice in it. Your son and I have a lot in common. <laughs> yeah. A lot of videos, a lot of idiosyncrasies you guys share. <laughs> Uh, that's why we all, that's why I love you both so much. Mm-hmm. Get okay. Yeah. Okay. So Skinwalker Ranch located um, on the Ute Indian Reservation. I'm hoping I'm saying that right. It's Ute or Ute. I think I've it's heard Ute. Ute but okay. I've, I've heard Ute from white people. So I couldn't. Okay. I, yeah. I hope I'm, it's either, it's U-T-E. So it's either Ute or Ute. Um, I apologize either way. Um, so it's, um, it's, it's, um, located on their reservation and it's kind of thought that the Navajo put a curse on that tribe because, um, they kind of, I guess there was some sort of transgression that was perceived from the Navajo Mm -hmm. and that since they put a curse on their tribe, they have been plagued with skinwalkers ever since. So. Yeah, that could be one explanation for why yeah. this this area seems to have a lot of activity. Mm-hmm. So in 1996, Terry and Gwen Sherman, um, they purchased the ranch, and they didn't last very long in this place. But um, Sherman Ranch is still kind because it was kind of these these things were introduced while the Shermans were living there. That name has kind of stuck with the ranch. Okay. So they observed UFOs of different sizes hovering around their property. And pretty quickly after they moved there, seven of their cows either died or disappeared. Oh. They were they found two of them. Um what I think three of them. They found three of them. One of them had a hole cut in the center of its left eyeball. A, um, another one had its rectum carved out. Oh, no. Which doesn't sound great. No, it doesn't. Um, they were also, um, they also, they also found one in, up in a clump of trees, like up in the tree. And they said that the branches on the tops of the trees appeared to have been cut like in a perfect like uh way like they like someone came and took a big blade and like chopped off the top of these trees and they found one of their antler cows up in the tree um weird yeah they also said that the two animals that the two ones that they found on the ground they were surrounded by like a like a weird like chemically smell one of the cows that vanished was um, they followed its tracks in the snow and mm-hmm. they said that the, the tracks just suddenly disappeared. Huh. So Terry, Terry Sherman is quoted as saying, um, if, if it's snow, it's hard for a 12 or 1400 pound animal just to walk off without leaving tracks or to stop and walk backwards completely and never miss their tracks. It was gone. It was very bizarre. So Terry Sherman also spoke about hearing voices. He said that the voices spoke in a language that he didn't understand. And they mostly happened late at night when he was walking his dogs. 
he said the voices would come from about uh, 25, 30 feet away, mm -hmm. but he couldn't see anybody or really kind of pinpoint where they were coming from. He said his dogs would begin barking, they would begin pulling on the leashes, and eventually, multiple times, they got free from him and would run back, straight back to the house. Um, the Shermans uh, sold their property, but the incidents continued. Mm -hmm. So in 1996, Robert Bigelow, he's a UFO um, enthusiast mm -hmm. and a realtor, a realtor in Las Vegas, mm -hmm. he bought the ranch for $200,000. And then oh, he yeah. established, yeah, he established the National Institute for Discovery Science, where he set up like a ton of surveillance. He really wanted, his goal was to kind of like figure out what exactly is happening here. Yeah. He, he wanted it to be a very scientific approach. He wanted proof. He wanted video proof, you know, audio proof, witnesses. He wanted to really pinpoint what's happening at this ranch. Okay. So in 97, he, um, so he brings on a bunch of, um, like experts to kind of, you know, doctors, chemists, a bunch of people mm -hmm. to kind of see what's going on around here. So in 1997, he, uh, there's an employee, his name is Dr. Colm Kelleher, Kelleher. He writes in his book, um, Hunt for the Skinwalker, that he saw a Wait, large- say hot yeah. for the skinwalker hunt, hunt. oh <laughs> i was like excuse you <laughs> yes it's a very spicy book maybe i did say hot now i'm like I don't know. did i hunt for the skinwalker thank you okay um just he <laughs> He talks about seeing a, like a huge, like he describes it as a large humanoid figure perched 20 feet off the ground in a tree. So okay. it was about 50 feet away from him. Yeah. So he, he uh, writes in the book, quote, the large creature lay motionless, almost casual in a tree. The only indication of the beast's presence was the penetrating yellow light of the unblinking eyes as they stared fixedly back into the light. Ew. yeah he said he fired at it with a rifle but it um took off and that he found claw marks and imprints on the ground and he said they were um kind of they looked like signs of a quote bird of prey he says maybe a raptor print but huge and from the depth of the print very heavy oh yeah um only a few days later, the ranch manager and his wife had an incident. So they were tagging calves, calves, uh -huh. um, you know, like ba baby cows, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. you know, to be like, these are ours. So um, Keller wrote about this incident too. He says, quote, they went back to investigate 45 minutes later and in the field in broad daylight found the calf and its body cavity empty. Oh. Most people know if an 84-pound calf is killed, there's blood spread around. Yeah. It was as if the blood had been removed in a very thorough way. Ooh. He continues to talk about um, other incidents. He wrote about another one saying, quote, three eyewitnesses saw a very large animal in a tree and another large animal at the base of the tree. We had videotape equipment, night vision equipment, 
We started hunching around the tree for the carcass, but there was no evidence whatsoever. So it's said between um, the 20 years that uh, Bigelow and his team were there, that there were over 100 incidents on the property, okay. but they really couldn't get anything on camera to have any sort of like scientific evidence. Well, because I mean, they're not dumb. Right. Yeah. They, they know what's going on. Yeah, they, I'm sure, and then who knows if they even show up on camera. And I mean, if anything, they're probably just, like, screwing with them at that point. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because it didn't really talk about, um, like, any, other than animals, any, like, deaths. I think there was an incident of a man disappearing, mm -hmm. if I'm remembering. I'm trying to remember back to those um, last podcast and the last episodes. I think they well, talk I about mean, a man just, like, maybe getting abducted. Yeah. But um, I don't think anyone was killed. I mean, that, it makes a lot more sense that, like, say, way back in the day when, like, uh, North America or whatever was still tribal land, that there might have been more kind of, like, sinister dealings, you know? Um, or, like, right. more actual human murder. But then as maybe this particular entity... Um, developed and as like humanity developed they realized that like we won't be safe if we do that yeah no definitely and I think yeah they probably were just like maybe they figured they were harmless anyway but mm -hmm. you know yeah they're just they're they're not endangered the skinwalkers or the witches are not in danger so let's yeah. just have some fun mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, and I think I read somewhere else, um, I didn't include it in here, and again, I'm just like trying to remember the things I've read or heard previously. Um, I think they talked about like this area, Skinwalker Ranch, being kind of like a vortex, um, because it wasn't just the Skinwalkers. Again, it was like UFOs and actual alien sightings yeah. and even like portals. Yeah. They, I remember reading something about the Shermans saying like, like it was nighttime and a like like okay here we go again like at the end at the end of uh end game mm -hmm. where those portals open up and to like wakanda you know oh yeah, yeah and like the, all the all the soldiers come through uh -huh. like that like he said it was nighttime but this thing opened up in the middle of their field and that they could see through the other side it was daytime oh and that i think somebody walked through it or they and but he said by the time if I'm remembering correctly, that they tried to get pictures or video of it, but by the time they got their cameras ready, it was already closed. Yeah. Something like that. But yeah, there's a ton of stuff happening there, not just Skinwalkers. It's just called Skinwalker Ranch. It's just like but, an area that really attracts different Yeah, energy. I think it's some sort, some sort of energy field happening there. Huh. So, okay, so uh, Bigelow and his team were there, like I said, for 20 years. And in 2016, he sold the company, the ranch to a company called Adamantium Holdings for $4.5 million. Damn. He paid $200,000 for it. That's a, like a real $4 million. Dollar, yeah. I wonder if he did make any profit, though, just because of like all of the science that they were doing and like all of that money he would have spent. True. Probably That's not. True. I'm sure he had dollars worth, but I'm sure at least a million. Yeah. Had to be. So after Adamantium Holdings, which Adamantium, isn't that the metal that 
Wolverine has in his body. Isn't that what that is? No idea. Oh, I think that's, <laughs> I think that's right. I think it's a, I think it is. Um, <laughs> so, everything that I know, you guys, is a reference to some movie that I watched. So <laughs> you guys, Jess is used to it. Oh, so. yeah, you're right. Adamantium. Yeah. Um, so these guys were nerds. Um, they, they further installed tons of equipment, uh, alarm systems, infrared. Um, they kind of beefed up everything. I mean, if they were willing to pay $4.5 million for this place, um, yeah, they're They want to get something out of it for their, didn't they go kind of private too? Like they stopped all kind of like, Yes, because I think before that, people were not allowed to, like, visit, they but it was like, more... go up to the boundary and stuff. Yeah, and I think now security is really beefed up. Yeah, before you could yeah. kind of sneak on, I think, if you wanted to. But, yeah, I know they kind of, they shut it down. They were like, uh-uh, like, no. Yeah. Which is cool, because it kind of shows that they're they're very serious about it. Yeah. So, um, these guys, same sort of thing most of their accounts come from eyewitnesses they can't the same sort of situation that bigelow had they couldn't they can't really get things on camera but there was one employee um, his name's thomas winterton he winterton he talked about um his experience he said that when he was working on the grounds he would get like very randomly nauseous or he would be working there for a while and experience like rashes like suddenly and randomly and kind of from nowhere Mm. he even said he he went to the hospital for these conditions and they were just like we don't there was no like medical diagnosis it was just yeah this is happening he talked about he talked with vice.com and he says uh quote i take my truck up the road and as i start to get closer I start to get really scared, just this feeling that takes over. Then I hear a voice, as clear as you and me talking right now, that says, stop, turn around. I lean out of the window with my spotlight and start searching the ground. Nothing. Hmm. He's, he says that despite all these experiences, that he's not leaving Skinwalker Ranch anytime soon. He says, quote, it's like the ranch calls to you, you know? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So, yeah. Um, skinwalkers were also the... Um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Skinwalkers were also the central focus of the um, the recently aired uh, The Outsider on HBO. Oh, okay. And Winterton's account of his experiences at Skinwalker Ranch, they're like eerily similar to the things that happen in The Outsider. Okay. Um, in that show, there are characters who experience unseen voices, inexplicable rashes, um, you know, kind of the same sorts, you know, same sorts of theory feelings when they come into like the, the titular outsider on mm-hmm. that show. And like I said earlier, there is a history channel documentary series. I think it's out already called the secret of Skinwalker ranch. And in, in the little like um, trailer that I saw, mm-hmm. they, it claims to have never before seen images and videos of all around the ranch. Mm. so um i'm definitely gonna check that out i think it's also yeah. on the history channel so i think you have to have like a subscription but i'll find a way to watch it I'm i mean i'll pay for those holdouts that still has cable 
<laughs> so, oh, well, there you go. I can Watch probably find it on demand or something. Oh, I'm sure you can. Yeah. But, you know, that's Skinwalker Ranch. Um, that is Skinwalkers in a nutshell. There, again, is like a ton of mystery behind it just because um, I did read a thing where they talked about um, Harry Potter mm-hmm. because sort of was the animagus, is that what it is? Yeah, when they that yeah. They sort of, they, there was like a representative from the Navajo Nation and they were like, see, this, this is what happens when someone like J.K. Rowling puts something from our uh, tradition in popular culture. We get asked these questions and we, you know, we have to answer them and we're not going to because that's our culture and you have no right to know about it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, that's like good on you for like standing up for yourself and your culture. Yeah, for reals. They same kind some of people in animorphs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> same thing. <laughs> animorphs. Oh, I've not heard the word animorphs since I was like eleven. <laughs> I had to have read every single one of those books. Oh, the covers of those books were the best. The best. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's skinwalkers. Um very very interesting very spooky super spooky but like if you look at think about the different kind of like creatures or entities that we've talked about or that other people talk about this one actually has quite a bit of like information history yeah yeah so yeah it's really cool and what i think um makes it very interesting is most of the time these sort of cryptids are just animals. They're just like beasts, creatures, whatever you want mm-hmm. to call them. But mm-hmm. this is like fully like a, a human person choosing to become this. Yeah. I thought that, that was very interesting too. It is very interesting. Um, again, if you can find inaccuracies in this um, or you know more, maybe we skipped over something or that had was an very. Experience. Yeah miss something that's very important to the the lore let us know at sit for spell pod on instagram you can dm us um because we are always like wanting to learn more and make sure our our information is accurate yes um but yeah i thought that was really fun that is super fun and terrifying very terrifying (laughs) well one and the same when i say fun i mean terrifying (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i thought that was really cool and um it's like it's so, it's such an ancient, like, such an ancient story that, like, yeah. it has to come from something. True. Yeah, there has, has to, to be some kind of, yes. Yeah. Cool. But that's the skinwalkers. Oh, I've always wanted to know more about them and have been too lazy to Google. So story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Literally what this podcast is for. Yeah. Force us. Is <laughs> it first spell podcast dot dot when you're too lazy to Google? Yeah. <laughs> we'll tell you about it. We'll kind of. You. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, did you have any any updates or like a witchy moment to I wanted to do kind of um a, a thank you. There's this new box that's going around called Apothecary at Home. And um, mm-hmm. it is a kind of like herbal study box, which is yeah. super cool because a lot of people want to 
know more about plants and herbs and what to do with them and what mediums to like mix and metal them together right. you know and then like right. okay I have all of these herbs but what do I do now right exactly yeah. and um they had reached out to us um and asked if we would be interested um in just kind of like looking at it and um promoting it if we liked it and they, so they did send us a box and it is like a super cool box so um it's not yeah, your kind of like go ahead well i was just gonna say it's it was really nice because they were like oh we'll send you like you know an example you can look at it yeah. and they sent like two of everything they did it was, like really sweet yeah, of them that team was so um, sweet to do that um so they it the first box it had um so it came with like really substantial size bags of um lemon balm and chamomile which you can do so much with just those two yeah really and then it came with like a little satchel of passion flower and oh my god it smells so good um <laughs> so it came with those it came with a glass tincture so the tincture is like that thing that's like a little dropper you know um mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. came with a bar of beeswax and there's actually a really cool questionnaire um, that asks about like your allergies or if you would prefer to have something more animal friendly and not use the beeswax. Um, oh, that's cute. Yeah, so it was really nice. Um, muslin, a muslin bag, little tin um, containers, glass jars, a packet of um, loose leaf tea. And then on top of all that, it came with like a workbook, like a like a little um not a pamphlet if, i'm gonna call it a workbook a workbook that has yeah. several recipes for what to do with all of this um as well as uh um like things that you could add in as well like skull cap and and things like that so one of the things i'm going to do first um is well i, I did it already but um make like a loose leaf tea um with the pat with all three and um it was very good very relaxing very calming um and then <laughs> the other thing i want to do i need to get some vodka okay. <laughs> um is kind of make a concoction for the tincture so it's it's all three of the plants herbs and then basically you distill them in the vodka in a sanitized jar um, for several weeks, mixing it every day, and then that that put gets put into your little dropper, and then you kind of like um, use that for different ailments. So it's really really cool because then they give you a lot of um, really good uh, information on the herbs and stuff as well. So that's yeah, it's like it's a it's like a perfect little like if you ever have like wanted to study herbs like and we're not being paid for this guys like no we're they not. <laughs> they reached out to us and asked if we wanted to look at it and like we said yes but it's like the quick little like starter kit if you want have been wanting to get into herbs but you don't know where to start or like mm -hmm. just said like you didn't know what to what to put with what you know like things like that it's so cute and like it's super um everything like nothing feels like cheap you know like everything yeah exactly looks quality yes so um yeah. they are at apothecary at home on instagram so mm -hmm. 
Um, and then they do have some different options. Um, so uh, go look at their page. I think it's apothecaryathome.com or go to their website um, and they have the link there. And then you can kind of see the variety of things that you could choose from. Um, but their main box is actually super cool and comes with a lot of good um, beginning herb work, which is yeah. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. If you're looking to get into it, check it out. But yeah. Anything? Yeah, that's cool. Um, no, <laughs> not really. <laughs> just getting through each day, doing the best I can. Yeah. I just saw, I saw something online that was like, uh, must've been like a barista or something. It was like, hi, how are you? And someone was like, I'm doing the best I can. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's all that we can sounds do. about right. I'm doing the best I can. Yeah. <sighs> so, um, we hope you're doing the best you can. Yes. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thank, um, you, thank you. Again, we're just putting the word out there. We're looking for um, specialists in whatever um, work that you do, whatever your field of interest is. Mm-hmm. For interviews, we definitely want to interview more people. Um, are passionate about their practice so you can reach out to us again at sitfirst.pod at uh on instagram if you are one of those people um dm us your questions corrections whatever you if you have any suggestions for what you want us to talk about Mm -hmm. um you can find or you just want to say hello yeah you can check us out on there yes please so thanks for listening and we will see you next time see you next time Hey, bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sit for a Spell. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on all social media at Sit for a Spell pod. If you have anything you would like us to discuss or want to share your own practices, please email us at sitforaspellpod at gmail.com. Until next time, blessed be. be.